me. It's absolute pleasure to introduce myself. My name is Sean Sill. That's my lovely wife, Chantal. Tatum and Dane are my children. And where's Connor? He's in here somewhere. There he is. I have three kids. Um, and I'm just finished, I've just finished my first year as a full-time pastor, which has been incredible. It's, it's, it was, 2023 was, was a year. Uh, I'm going to leave it at that. It was a year, but it was beautiful. Eh? And I think as we come into a year, we can kind of come in with the different, two different views of how we head in. So some of us have come in this year and, you know, like, hey, we're, going, we, we're actually going strong. Eh? We are feeling good. We've had a lacquer break. We've had sp- time to spend with friends and family from across the world. We've slept. We've had rest. We've, been, we've had the freedom from responsibilities of our work, of our studies, of life, maybe even the freedom of responsibilities that you have in the church. And you're actually just super expectant. You've walked in, you're going, man, I'm just feeling on top of the world, and I know God is going to do like we were singing, he's going to do great things, and he will. And I say, praise God. But maybe there's also some of you that are kind of limping in here this morning, and it just feels like, oh, it's just more of the same. You haven't found rest. There's been no respite for you from the worries and the pressures that 2023 offered us as a year. You've ended tired, and you've started tired. And I want to say to you that that is you. Praise God. Because he sees the God of the valley and of the mountaintop. And I'm really hoping that as I get to share with you this morning, uh, the name of the preach that I'm doing is the ABC after 2023. Catchy, right? Eh? A little ABC after 2023. But I'm hoping that by making it simple, it'll be so much more than just, hey, Sean, that was a lack of preach and I really feel quite blessed. And it'll actually become something that'll become a tool in our hand as we navigate through 2024. And the things that God wants to do with us. I was going to share a prophetic word that I was feeling for us for, for the year. But I think I'll probably do it next, next uh, week because I think there'll be a lot more of us back. Um, but yeah, I've got three little points that I'm going to share with us this morning. And I'm hoping that as I do, you're going to feel impacted. You're going to feel revived, restored, revitalized. And you're going to feel pumped up to go with us. So if we can just turn to John 15 verse 5. And it says, I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. So the first point in the ABC is abide. Now, for, we've got kids in the, in the service with us now, and it's lovely to have you. And I want to say to you, parents, you can be very proud of your children, eh? You really can. You have... You have taught and grown incredible children that are very, very, they're very uh, polite and, and understanding and they work well with us through the service. So well done for that. But for those of you children, you don't understand what abide means. Simply put in our English, abide means to remain or to stay. To remain or to stay. So if we carry on with this analogy of the vine of a plant, simply what it means is we need to stay attached to the plant. Because apart from that plant, we can do nothing. We can bear no fruit. We need to stay attached to the head, in other words, so that we can get nutrients, so that we can get water, so that our little arm that we represent, or our little branch that we represent is being fed and it can start to produce the fruit that has been promised to us. Because he says that's not a, you might, you maybe, you could, 
He says, he it is that bears much fruit. It's a definitive. It's not a maybe. It's a definite. If you stay attached, you will produce fruit. Is that all right? So I think, you know, I, I, I looked at this guy called J.C. Ryle. He's an old, old school, old school minister back in the days. And he wrote this about abiding. He says, to abide in Christ means to keep up a habit of constant, close communica- communion with him. To be always leaning on him. Resting on him, pouring out our hearts to him, using him as a fountain of life and strength, as our chief companion and our best friend, to have his words abiding, remaining, staying in us, and to keep his sayings and precepts continually before our memories and our minds, and to make them the guide of our actions and the rule of our daily conduct and behaviors. You see, when we're in him, suddenly it becomes a lot easier to flow with him. We can do the things that he asks us to do and we can start to produce fruit. And I want to ask you, as you look back at 2023, and this is the last time we're going to speak about 2023 today, then it's done because God says I'm doing a new thing. Don't look back. So we're going to be done with 2023. It's it's going to be over. But we can look back and we can learn. For every one of us that have grown in our jobs, for every one of us that have grown as parents, we've had to make mistakes. We've had to change nappies and get our hands dirty. Literally. But then you learn. And the next time you don't do it. Right? So I want to ask you, as you look back, do you see fruit? Was 2023 a year of fruit for you? As you look back, was it a year where you abided? Did you remain? Did you stay in him? Or were there pockets where you felt removed from his presence, where you felt removed from him himself? It felt dry, like a branch that's not getting the nutrients that it needs anymore, gets, starts to just shrivel up. And finally, as we read, it'll be thrown away. And we're told that we should bear fruit. So if you've bared fruit, chances are you've abided, you've remained, you've stayed in him. And we're told in Galatians 5, 22 to 23, it's not with you, that there are some fruits that you can look at. So I want to tell you some of these fruits. The fruits of the Spirit are love, joy, peace, patience, (laughs) kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. How were those fruits in your life as you ended your year? And how would you like those fruits to be as we start? So I'm hoping that point A is let us abide this year so that we can bear much fruit. The second point in the ABC is abide and then belong. And if we have a look at 1 Corinthians 12 verse 27, it says, now you are the body of Christ and individually members of it. Who's you? Are you part, anybody here that's part of you? Wow. Anybody else want to be part of you? This is an open invitation. You're welcome. Okay, how many of you are never going to raise your hand no matter what I say? Okay, we've got some here. I just want to say, as a, as a born-again believer, as someone who's publicly confessed your, your faith in Christ, repented of your sins and made him Lord and Savior of love, you are part of you. And you belong to us. You belong first and foremost to him, to the one who paid a terrible price for you. 
You see, for you, even from the youngest of us, no one had to teach you how to sin. When you put two cookies down on the table, you don't have to teach your child to want to eat both. They just do. Sharing is not natural. It's not something that comes in us. We're born into the state of sinfulness. And Christ looked at the world and said that there's a price that needs to be paid for this. But they can't pay it. So I'll pay it for them. And we get, we get inducted. We get transplanted into this family. And he buys us. And we then belong to him. So I want to ask you this morning, first of all, do you belong to him? Have you received his grace? Have you received his forgiveness? Have you received his empowering grace to be able to go out and overcome sin and overcome all of the things that are not fruits of the Spirit? But I want to say to you, other than Christ, we also belong to each other. The word's very clear in that. We belong to each other. You belong to me and I belong to you. And can I say this? As part of the life of a church... You belong to the leaders. And as I say that, I can feel some go, what do you mean? I don't belong to you. Well, you kind of do. But it's not the belonging that comes from me buying something. And now because I've paid that price for it, it belongs to me. We belong to each other because we give ownership to somebody else. So when you become part of a church, when you become part of the body of Christ, it's not a thing of, hey, Arnu, you now mine, but you do what I tell you. It's not like that. It's a thing of, hey, Sean, I'm yours, and you're mine. And together, now we belong, and we become the part of the body, and we start to work, and we start to have freedom, and we start to move into things. But are you giving yourself, have you given yourself to us? The way that we're giving ourselves to you, the way we want to give ourselves to you. And you see, some of us, we've come through church hurts and we've been through many. I know many of the people that you have come from other works. You've come from other places. You've had church hurt. You've had leaders let you down. I'm sorry for that. I'm probably going to do it too. I'm sorry. I'm telling you in advance. I don't want to. There is no intention in my heart to ever hurt any single one of you guys. But it will happen. And your encouragement is simply this. In Hebrews 13, it says, Submit yourself to your leaders and obey them, for they are men who must give an account. We will give an account for how we've stewarded you. The good, the bad, and the ugly. And there will be no place to hide. There will be no terms and conditions that apply. We will have to answer for the good, the bad, and the ugly on your behalf. But I can't answer for that which is not part of me. Let me put it like this for the kids in the house. Imagine your mommy and your daddy don't pay any of their bills. So they don't pay for their house, they don't pay for the car, they don't pay for anything. There's someone called the sheriff of the court. The sheriff's job is to come and to get money so that they can pay other people that you owe. Right. So would it be fair if your mommy and daddy weren't paying their accounts for the sheriff of the court to come to my house and tell me that I must give my stuff to them. Would it be fair? Not fair. I didn't run up that debt. I did not pay. I'm faithfully doing what I need to do. But if your mommy and daddy had come to me and said, Uncle Sean, please will you take our money on a monthly basis, look after it and pay everything that needs to be paid to the best of your ability. Then... The sheriff of the court can come to me and say, hey, you have been given stewardship over this money. Why have you not been faithful? 
Does that make sense? It's a transactional thing. It's a trust thing. It's not a lording over thing. I don't want to rule your lives. I'm trying to rule my own life. But we want to know that you belong with us. You belong to him first, and then we belong to each other. Does that make sense? We need to belong. It's as we belong, as we get grafted in, as we come into the body, my job as a father is to look after my family. I've got to make sure that my kids are fed. I've got to make sure that they've got food. I've got to make sure that they're safe when they go to bed at night. There's a sense of as they belong to me, I belong to them, and there's a shared responsibility. I want to ask you this here. As you, as you look back, did you feel like you belonged? Do you feel like you belong? Firstly to Jesus, then to the church, and then to us as leaders. If you don't belong, I want to tell you, or you don't feel like you belong, I want to tell you that you do. You do belong. Because God has put this thing together like us so that we can be there for one another, that we can love each other. But it's not I take, it's you give. Does that make sense? I can't take your belonging. I can't make you be part of us. But I want you to be. The third final point of the ABC after 2023 is the C is for contribute. Contribute. If we go to Ephesians 2 verse 10, it says, For we are his Christ's workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared in advance or beforehand that we should work in them. So I'm going to read that again. For we, the Zulu word is zonge, all together, everybody, including our visitors, because whether you walk in those things in this church or another church, you've still got good works that God himself has prepared. He looked at you and he said, hey, I've got good works for Lynn. And I've got good works for Geraldine. And I've got good works for Dane. And I'm going to prepare these things in advance for them so that they should walk in them. He doesn't prepare them so we can't. He prepares them so that we can. And if we look back at, a, at, at the analogy of a plant again, the branches are not just there to look pretty. They have a purpose. We would expect them to have leaves or fruit or leaves and fruit or something or other on them which would be indicative of the fact that, hey, this is a healthy-ish plant. Actually, there's growth. Things are happening here. We look at it and we see something that's going on. And for you guys that live in this area, which many of us do, I think most of our visitors have returned back to wherever it is that they come from. You know this season, our plants are getting battered. If it's not the heat, it's the wind. And most days it's the heat and the wind. And I marveled at how one of our trees that was looking so great, and I was like, woo, come on, this fig tree is doing well. And I went and looked at it in this last week, and all of a sudden it's just, it's starting to look a bit dry and a little bit sad, actually. And I thought, I need to see, is this thing actually alive? So what did I do? As I went out to it, I grabbed one of the branches and I tried to snap it. And if it is broken, and if it is dead, it comes off like a dry twig. What's going to happen to that? That tree is beyond repair. We're going, to, we're going to rip it out. We're going to take it to the dump, and it'll probably end up as firewood for somebody. But if I go and test it, and I grab that same tree, and I give it a little twist, and it bends with me, and I've got to force it, suddenly I know that even though I'm not discerning life, I don't see life in it, there is life. 
Amen? There is life. So what that means is that that branch has a purpose. It has a, a contribution to the greater plant itself. And the Lord says that as we read it, there is things that you need to contribute. Young Kuni's team have come to contribute this morning at their own cost. I would love to be able to reimburse their petrol, but I can't. So they've chosen to come and contribute this today, Yanku, and for your team. This is a good work that God himself prepared for you in advance. How cool is that? Before you were even born, he knew you were going to be here, and he planned this moment for you so that this is, and you know what, you will get reward for this. It's amazing. What works has God prepared for you that you should walk in them? My desire for us all this year is that we would be contributors, that you would contribute. Why? Why do you ask yourself? For some of us who might be cynical in here, I'm sure there's no cynical people in the church at all, but some of you might just be a little bit. Okay, well, they just want someone to do something again. It's the beginning of the year. They need people for kids' church. They need people for worship. So Sean's just doing this preach about contributing so that he can, his job can be easier. <laughs> Guys, let me tell you, we planted this thing with 24 people. I know how to work. And those people that have been with us from front, they know how to work. Was everybody contributed. There was no space. There was no space for anybody to co-tell this thing. We had to graft. The danger that we have is that as we get bigger, everybody just thinks, well, someone else is going to do it. So we need to contribute. But why do we need to contribute? It's not for me. It's actually for you. Because think of the blessing that Yanku and the team were to us. Imagine if they hadn't come this morning. You might have been stuck with me. And then none of the visitors, you would have never come back. <laughs> but the fact is, church would have gone on if we didn't have them. But they've come and they've been a blessing and they've worked in their good works and we've been blessed by it. It doesn't bless me. It blesses us. That's what we need to get. We need to get the fact that contributing benefits others as well as ourselves. And I want to say to you that not all of these good works, it says good works, good works. I want to tell you, not all of those good works are going to feel good. I'm going to say that all again. Not all of the good works are going to feel good. You see, over December, my wife was doing work when a lot of us were resting. She was actually doing additional work. She was doing some part-time jobs to earn us a little bit of extra money. So what that meant was that some of the good works that the Lord had planned for me was now sweeping and mopping and washing dishes and hanging clothes. Man, I tell you what, I am super housemaid now. You must check me. I can operate. I know how to do it. But let me tell you, it didn't feel good. I wasn't excited about waking up in the morning and sweeping and then mopping and vacuuming because we've got a Labrador that's trying to create another dog through all the hair that it's... <laughs> and you know, in Gordon's Bay, we never have any wind, so the, the hair just stays nasty in one place, right? So you're busy cooking dinner and you've got Labrador-infused food. We're not like that bad, since I would never let that happen. I'm just saying, she's looking at me like, no, that wouldn't happen. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But the fact is, that didn't feel good. It wasn't exciting. We know summer is the time when the ants come out. Anybody having problems with ants? Hallelujah. So sometimes it doesn't feel good to go and take that syrup-drenched knife 
that Connor's left on the counter after his 10th Sami for the day that's attracted like all of the ants on the planet Earth. It's not nice to have to go and clean that, but the fact is that good work needs to be done because imagine if I didn't do it for a week. I'd be the ant king. <laughs> not all of your contributions are going to feel good, but it needs to be done. We have to do it for the good of all of us. And I want to ask you, please, this year, let us not be those that are going, when it comes to contribution, we're all looking around and going, well, somebody will do it. Somebody? Anybody? Nobody. Isn't it true? Isn't it true? How many times someone asks for something and we go, oh, well, I'm sure somebody will do it. Did anybody do it? Nobody did it. We can't be those people. Because the Lord has called us to be those that contribute towards the good works that he's prepared for us in advance that we should walk in them. I want to ask you, wherever you are, sir, ma'am, if you're here for the very first time, please understand, this is not a works-based church. You're not trying to earn your salvation here. I really want to say that, you know what? We serve out of what he did. We don't serve to try and get what he's got. I want to just say that very clearly. Salvation is a gift that's based on the faith in your heart. That Jesus Christ came, he lived, he died perfectly for me. He was resurrected on the third day, witnessed by many, many, many. Over 500 people saw him. And because of what he did, I get to do. It's not the other way around. Man, I want to ask you, for the last time. And then as a church, we're going to leave 23 behind. We're going to put it through the poles. 23, you're behind us. We're not going to look at you. We're not going to think about you. We'll take only the good lessons and the rest we're going to just leave because you can't affect one thing. The only thing for some of us that will remain from 23 is if you spend credit card over December on presents, the debt's going to remain. And hopefully we can try and work with you guys around budget so we can get rid of that stuff. But I want to say to you last thing, as you reflect on 23, did you contribute? If you didn't, there's no judgment. This is not a, like a, oh, well, she's, you know. I'm not looking at each of you going, what did I get out of Lisi? Uh, yeah. And Rian, I'm going, I can contribute to you. He's like, I'll take contributes. Debbie, mm. it's not about that. <laughs> it's not about that. It's about this. It's about the good works that the Lord has prepared for you in advance that you should walk in them. And that's why I want you to contribute. I mean, does this, does this make sense? So when I, I didn't really plan an ending of how we're going to land this thing. But God knows. So why don't we ask him? Father, we thank you that this morning you've given us real practical tools. The A, B, C. The abide, the belong, and the contribute. All of these are rooted in your word. All of these are according to the scriptures. None of these are the good ideas of man. And I ask, Lord, that you would, you would almost tattoo these things onto our heart this year. That as we engage with each other, as we engage within our life groups, our community groups, as we call them, as we engage even with the world, that we would be those that are seen to abide in you. Wow, that's a, that's a man, that's a woman, that's a child of God. I pray, Lord, that we would sense our belonging that for those of us that are lonely and isolated and have been put aside and have been hurt by many things, that we would choose this year to belong. We would choose to give ourselves, not to get taken, but to get given.
And Lord, I pray that our contributions, and there are many places that we can contribute every single day, I pray that we would be contributors, that we would be those that walk in the good works that you've prepared for us in advance. And I feel like just before we end, I just want to say to you that if, if you haven't met every single one of these requirements, perhaps you haven't even met one, I want to say to you that that's not a problem. Let's just be done with it and start again. That's the beauty of new life. That's the beauty of being born again. If we haven't, we can simply repent and say, Lord, I know you asked me to do certain things last year and I didn't do them. I wasn't obedient. Won't you forgive me? And then won't you empower me to do it again this year? Maybe you felt your heart pulling you into a certain direction, felt like the Lord was saying to you, hey, I want you to give yourself to this sick. I want you to give yourself to the leadership team. I want you to give yourself to, to this church. And out of fear and out of a, a, a sense of, well, maybe they're going to do what everyone else has done, you've held back. Maybe this morning is a chance for you to decide in your heart. You don't have to respond to me. But respond to the call of God. And maybe you felt the Lord say to you, hey, that gift that you've been sitting on for the last five years that you know, maybe it's a gift of administration or of worship, prophetic gifting, whatever it is, and you've just been sitting on it because one time you did use it, you got stung. The enemy hurt you. And you said, that's it. Wave the white flag and you walked away. I want to say to you, I believe this morning is the morning for us to start again. Is that good? Is that right? Won't you stand with me as a prophetic act? Those of you that can, just stand with me if you don't mind. You know where you are. You know what's on your heart. You know what's in your heart. And you know which response you needed to do this morning. Let's just take a moment. I'm just going give, to give us 30 seconds, quietly, where I want you in your heart to respond to the Lord this morning. I'm not going to sully it with saying anything. This is going to be a moment between you and God. So as you've, as you've connected to him, as you, in a sense, have abided in him again, I just want to encourage you. I felt the Lord in my heart just say to me, I hear you. I hear your prayer. I hear your repentance, and I forgive you. And you can let go now. You don't have to hold on anymore. What's done is done. And we look ahead to what stands ahead of us.